When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Street! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 580! All right, let's hope that I'm not rusty for Hot Rods. It has been a week. Last week off, and uh, I mean, I kind of was running through hot routes anyway, just practice reps at home. Keeping yourself loose. I was doing the mental reps. There were a number of times where I was driving, and I was listening to hot routes, the, you know, the backup quarterback version of, like, Declan and Judd, and I was doing the mental reps, though, when they were coming up with questions that I was going through what the answers would have been if I had been here. So it's not like when during this portion of the offseason where some quarterbacks and receivers will go out to California and get some routes in. So it's not like that. It's no, more of a no, you're standing on the yep. sideline during a bye week watching some others get the get that's, the work. That's right. That's right. I was I was uh it would be the version of grinding tape, but it was more like audio tape. Okay. So the other day, and this is just like how vacation goes, um my wife texts me and she says there's some patio furniture at this <laughs> place um, that I saw on Instagram, and you have to go get it because I'm not doing anything. Right? I'm just at home. And so I jump in the car, and then I'm listening to Hot Routes on the way there. It turns out that my Honda Civic doesn't really carry a lot of patio furniture, so there were several trips back and forth, and I caught pretty much the whole show of Purple Daily the other day. So, all right, it is time to do Hot Routes. Jonathan, ramp it up. The NFL music, it is time. Jonathan, are you in on this? Sure, I can be. I'm listening. Back. I'm here. Jonathan's back at the studio. We're at CHS Field here watching one of the St. Saint Paul Saints players play catch with a fungal bat with a dog out here, which is very pleasant. That dog is exhausted. Yeah, he is really tired. Yeah, he's not going to be a problem later on time. All right, our first hot route of the day. Baker Mayfield bet Saquon Barkley a very expensive chain that Baker would win Rookie of the Year. Turns out he did not, and Saquon Barkley won. So Mayfield bought him a chain that says quads, which refers to Saquon Barkley's freakishly massive legs. How that man buys pants, I do not know. So I want you guys to tell me 
What word would you put on a chain to describe yourself? Say you won a bet with each other, and the bet was a chain with one word. What would it be? Manny, how about you go first? Uh, I kind of cheated a little bit. I'm kind of using two words. but it's, a hyphen? It's, it's a, yeah, we'll, we'll use a hyphen in there. It's, it's, a, it's a nickname that uh, a certain uh, former Vikings long snapper who used to be a contributor for the station uh, gave me uh, a few years ago. Big voice. Big voice? Okay. Big voice I, is a good one. I yeah. thought you could also go pipes. That would yeah, work for sure. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny? I wouldn't get a word. I, I'm cheating just like Manny, except he's using two words. I'm using no words. I would just get a, a chain with a Nike shoe of some sort. Oh, okay. Like a diamond like Nike it. shoe. Like it. Jonathan? Uh, one thing I like to do with my family is basically joke about how awesome I am. It's a form of self-deprecating humor. And the fact that I'm really not that awesome. So I'd probably just get a chain that says awesome on it just to flash <laughs> around the family a bunch. Uh, there, there are many options that, uh, well, you're doing an awesome job back there today, Jonathan. Thank you. Um, there are many options that ran through my mind. Uh, if Courtney Cronin was here, maybe I would say the number 69. Nice. Um, or long snapper. <laughs> but I think what I'm going to go with, and hopefully I improve this at Rec League uh, next week. I'm going to go with threes. I hope so. I hope you prove I, I, it next I week. need to make it from deep. We had a tough week. We really did. And I didn't shoot well from deep, which is very disappointing. It's only one, it's only one week. we got nine weeks to go. Uh, but in general, that's, that's what I do. I just shoot from outside and do nothing else on the court. Or sniper. Sniper. That we're, sniper eh, would be a good one. A little aggressive. A little aggressive. It's in Kevin Durant's Instagram yeah. handle. Is it? Yeah. Easy, Easy money, money sniper. sniper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if, if used only in the basketball connotation. Oh, ne- of course. Of course, yeah. All right. Next hot route. Matt Nagy uh, is a crazy person. He's insane. He reportedly keeps showing his team their loss from last year in the playoffs, which seems extremely mean and cruel. Why would you do this? Let them get over it. But anyway, let's say that Matt Nagy's a genius. He's not. Let's say that he is. <laughs> and this tactic actually works and becomes the model, because anything that works is the model around the NFL. Which Vikings loss from last year would you guys show the team heading into next season? I think it has to be week 17 when you, the playoffs were in your grasp and you missed out on it. But I do have a question. If you're someone on the Bears that wasn't part of that playoff loss, like you were just drafted by them or you signed with them in free agency. And yeah, what if you played for the other team? Yeah, what if you were on the Eagles? Yeah. This is Hell great. Yeah, I remember this night. Man, I was so good. Your kicker stunk. <laughs> what are you thinking sitting in the film room like, I really don't care that a yeah, group of guys rookies, I wasn't a part of lost I had nothing to do game. with this, coach. Like, I was having fun in college. This is not on I mean, me. Every player is probably watching going, that kicker. <laughs> and Cody Parker didn't even have to sit through it. No, I it's know. It's not like he's making Cody Parker watch it. Everyone else is being punished right. except for the guy whose fault it was. Right. He's the only guy that should be rewatching it. Um, for me, it's week three against Buffalo. I mean, because sure. they just absolutely laid an absolute egg for 60 minutes in that football game. And that was a game that was basically everybody, we all, all of us here, Carl, you remember all of us here at the station, that game was loser-proof, oh, man. Absolutely. It was just the, the Bills had looked horrible their first two games of the season. They got blown out by Baltimore, and then I think 
was it New England or somebody that blew them out too, like in week two or something like that? I want to say Chicago, maybe. Maybe Chicago, yeah. But I don't, I don't know, but you're right. They got killed. They get the, the the Bills had looked horrible in the first two weeks of the season. So, so there was the the thought of the Vikings losing to them at home at U.S. Bank Stadium was just asinine. And then they came out and laid a complete egg and were awful, really throughout throughout the entire game. So that's the game I would show them and say, hey, if you guys would have just bothered to show up that day, <laughs> you would have made the playoffs last year. Jonathan? Yeah, either of those was kind of the option, was the game that I was going to go with. Uh, I think a third option, it wasn't a loss, it was the tie. I mean, just don't tie, man. Like You, you rallied late yeah. in the fourth quarter. You should have kept that momentum, stopped the Packers from kicking some field goals, and get the win. I mean, you just didn't. It, don't tie. Simple as that. Okay, I've got a, uh, I'm going to call it a low-key. Can I still say that, Danny? Yes, just, low key's allowed. The youths use uh, low-key. Just don't say yellow. Um, <laughs> a low-key, horrendous loss by the Minnesota Vikings last year was the game against New Orleans at home. They mm. are playing fine in that game, and Adam Thielen fumbles, and then is there a 15-yard penalty that makes it worse or something? And then you got the pick six where there's the miscommunication or dig stops on the route and Kirk Cousins isn't looking and throws it anyway. Um, I think that one was there to win. And if they win that one, I think it slingshots them into the second half of the year. It's one of those big, um, and I believe these things can happen, a momentum-type win, a Mm -hmm. believe-in-yourself, as a great football team type win, that loss was demoralizing. And they got to play Detroit the next week. Who cares? But the next group of good teams they face, Chicago, New England, Seattle, all beat them. And I I think that was one of those, we can't win a big game, a night game. We can't win against a good team. I think that was one of the most demoralizing losses. And and they brought it entirely upon themselves with the turnovers. And I think that would be the one I, I would focus on. Turns out there's a lot of bad losses last year, wasn't there? <laughs> Next hot route. Vaughn Miller says that he wants to break Bruce Smith's sack record. Good luck, Vaughn Miller, yeah. because he needs 102 more sacks, which would be a great career in itself. 102 sacks. Tells you how awesome Bruce Smith was. Here's what I want to know from you guys. What's your favorite NFL record? For me, it is the uh, the leaders in pick sixes. For the quarterback <laughs> side of things, because <laughs> it's all Hall of Famers. Brett Favre holds the record yeah. for most pick sixes thrown in his career at 31. Dan Marino's number two, 28. Those are two of the 15 best quarterbacks of all time. Drew Brees, number three, going to be a Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning is tied for third with Drew Brees, also going to be a Hall of Famer. Then you get Philip Rivers, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. So that's... That's hilarious that this the worst thing that you can do as a quarterback is throw a touchdown to the other team, and nothing but Hall of Famers have done it more than anyone else. I think Rondé Barber has the record for most pick sixes against one quarterback. I think hmm. he has like four pick sixes against Donovan McNabb, if I'm not mistaken. So that that's pretty impressive, too, I think. Uh, mine is uh, Eric Dickerson's. 2,105 yards yeah, in 1984. It's it's my favorite because I don't think we're going to see anybody break that record. I think you know, Adrian Peterson in 2012 had the best shot, and I think that was probably the last shot of any running back having it. I think Adrian finished eight yards short of it that year. 
I don't think we're going to see anybody come close to breaking that record again. We may never see another 2,000-yard rusher, period, in the NFL, just the way that that position is utilized now. So that one's probably my favorite because it's, it's getting right up there with Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak where it's just it's going to be gonna really, be really hard to break. Jonathan? Mine's going to be the consecutive start streak. It's insane to think that someone started 297 games in a row, especially when you think about the era that he played in. Brett Favre played in the era when we highlighted every insanely violent hit that you could find on an NFL Sunday. There's no way he should have been playing a lot of those games, I'm sure. And he still played through them, or most of them, and that's just an insane start streak and an insane record that I don't think will ever be broken just with the game, with the way the game is played today, and with how cautious teams sometimes can be for certain oh, players. Okay, mine. That's a good one, Jonathan. Mine is for this for number two. I lo- I love this stat for who ranks second, not who ranks first. All-purpose yards in NFL history. So kick returns, punt returns, rushing, just any type of yardage. Jerry Rice is number one. There's a stunner. He's an all-time great player. Number three is Walter Payton. Number four is Emmitt Smith. So these are the greatest players in the history of the game. Number two is Brian Mitchell. (laughs) What? (laughs) Brian Mitchell is number two all-time all-purpose yards. He was a running back. He was a wide receiver out of the backfield. And he was an incredible kick and punt returner. It's always made me laugh that Brian Mitchell, who was with Washington, bounced around Philly, the Giants at the end of his career, is next to the names of only the great players in history. Marshall Falk, Steve Smith, LaDainian Tomlinson, Barry Sanders, Herschel Walker, Marcus Allen. These are the other players on the list. And here's Brian Mitchell. And one of my favorites, Eric Metcalf, is top 20 on that, too. I think Chris Johnson has a single-season record, right? For all-purpose yards. Does he? I think the year he ran for 2,000 yards. Pro Football Talk's Chris Sims. I hope you guys have seen this list. He is putting together the most trolly, god-awful quarterback ranking list of all time that is hysterical to watch people freak out over, including me. Uh, not only did he put Jared Goff well behind Kirk Cousins. What? Uh, and, and even Nick Foles, too, put Goff behind Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins. He ranked... Tom Brady, in all series, like the Tom Brady, there's not another Tom Brady who got this ranking. Ninth, Tom Brady, Mm. Super Bowl winning quarterback, again, Tom Brady, was ranked ninth on Chris Sims' top 40 quarterback list. So with that said, I just want you guys to give me your hottest quarterback take that you could come up with that you actually think. Turn it up to a thousand. I've got a couple that I could go with. I'm going to go out west first. I think that the the San Francisco 49ers made a huge mistake signing Jimmy Garoppolo to that contract. I don't think he's that good. He's not going to live up to that deal. It's going to torpedo the the John Lynch era out in San Francisco. I I think that that was a giant mistake in signing Garoppolo to that deal. Uh, Mine is uh, I believe that Deshaun Watson, we talked about him last hour, I think Deshaun Watson is going to win multiple NFL MVP Wow, multiple. I am very, very high on Deshaun Watson. I think he is unbelievably good. This is a guy that torched Nick Saban's defense two years in a row in the national championship game, winning the second time around. And uh, I think if he can stay healthy, he has all the makings of a guy who can win multiple MVP awards. Jonathan, your hottest quarterback take. I'll stick with the young quarterback here. 
I think, and Danny's really going to love this one, I think by the end of this season, Baker Mayfield will be a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think he is right now. I, I think there's a pretty good argument there. I looked at the, the rest of the quarterbacks in the league, and I just, like, there's a couple of the older names who I think will start dropping off that I think that with Baker Mayfield, with the team around him, with the stats he put up last year, and just being the quarterback that he is, I think he has that ability to pop in to the top five next year. All right, I've got, I mean, I, I've got a bunch, but I can't decide, like, how hot they are. Jameis, I can give you another one if so, you want. I, well, I've thought about this. Is Jameis Winston is the last quarterback in the league that I would take. It, whatever ranking you give me, top 40, top 120, top whatever it is, I'll put Jameis Winston last. Not because of his talent, because of who he is as Jameis Winston. He's not a good leader. He's not a good guy. It's more likely that he gets you in trouble off the field than he leads you to anything winning on the field. And he throws tons of picks. He's irresponsible as on the field as he is off the field, I would literally take Nathan Peterman over Jameis Winston. That's that's my hottest one right there. Um, I think Matt Ryan has a better NFL career than Phillip Rivers. That's another one. Okay. That Matt Ryan was tagged early with this, like, he's not a winner, he's kind of a dweeb kind of thing, and then they botched the Super Bowl. Not his fault, really. A holding penalty, a bad play call that should have been a run, and bad defense. And Philip Rivers has had a really good career, and I respect him, but and there's a lot of downs in that career, actually, that go along with his high-peak moments, like many other quarterbacks, when times were good. Those are, the, I give you those are the hottest one? ones I can think of. I think that Sam Darnold will be out of New York within the next three seasons. I think that he's another one that's not that good. He's going to continue to throw a ton of interceptions, and that place is not going to stand for it. It's kind of like a, that's like a flip a coin. I mean, I would say the same thing for Josh Allen. Like, I feel like Josh Allen. Sure, is just but like I, not good. I think people are are higher on Darnold than Allen. Like, yeah, I think the I agree with that. consensus is that that Josh Allen's not that good. That I, he just has a really yeah. strong arm and and is a good athlete, but he's not a good quarterback. Here's one I considered. I considered saying Aaron Rodgers is washed as being a top-five quarterback. I considered it. And then? I don't think I'm going to go with it. I'm scared to Why go. Why not? Too scared. <laughs> as high, too scared. Because then that's like old Tasty Spose just waiting for me when he goes 14-2 and two this year. I mean, he's going to be – Aaron Rodgers is going to turn 36 years old in December. It's He's been younger. Yeah, he's been younger. I mean, it's. I don't think it's that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, crazy to think. not washed as a quarterback who's good, mm-hmm. but washed as in plays just is just way better than everybody else. Just, just, Give just us the hot take. Conference. He's washed. He's washed. Everyone. He's done. He's finished. If I was making out Chris Sims's idiot list, then that's what I would do. I would just like, well, don't, I'm going to rank him 12th don't because he's there. washed. Don't stop there. Go the full Bill Michaels route and call him a $165 million paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> but considering that he doesn't get along with people, he's had a good number of injuries recently. He last year was just holding on to the ball as long as he possibly could or throwing it away so he didn't throw picks, which is kind of really super selfish and kind of lame. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not I'm not ready to quite go there. I think it is possible that he is no longer one of the three quarterbacks who would take over anyone else. Possible. All right, final one here. Colts owner Jim Ursay did something that if I had millions of dollars, I might do myself. He bought Dave Gilmore's guitar from Pink Floyd 
the signature guitar, the one that he's played on all the great songs you've ever heard for $4 million, which, by the way, Dave Gilmore giving all the charity. Great guy. What piece of NFL memorabilia would you guys buy if you had $4 million to just throw away on anything you want? I think this would probably cost more than $4 million. I could, I could be wrong on this, but I would buy the game-worn jerseys of all 53 Super Bowl MVPs. Oh, wow. wow. I think it would... That, I don't know. Does that really... I don't know if that cost costs you more than, than $4 million? million. I don't I think, think so. I think that would. I think it See, would. I, was I think it might. I think because it's million. so many, yeah, it's going to yeah, be over 53 jerseys. But that, that's something I would really like to have and just put them in this huge room and frame each one of them. And, yeah. and obviously you've got a huge room because you're rich. Yes, exactly. I, uh, yes, you, that's, that's part of having the $4 million to spend. <laughs> Jonathan, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go a little bit selfish on this one. Favre's 500th touchdown pass. I'm a huge Brett Favre fan. He passed it for the Vikings against the Jets to Randy Moss. A lot of storylines in that one pass, and it was cool to see it for the Vikings. I think that, and this hasn't happened yet, but I would buy Odell Beckham's first Browns game worn jersey and the cleats because he's got the best cleats in the NFL, too. I would buy both the jersey and the cleats from week one, their win over Tennessee. You could get that for way less than four mil. Well, then I'm going to have money left over, and I'm just going to live on it. <laughs> it's about being smart, Matthew. All right, I've got mine. So it's, it's not quite memorabilia, sort of. Here's what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy Frank Wycheck's game-worn jersey from the Music City Miracle game, but that's not going to cost me that much money. That might cost me $50,000 or less. Sure. I mean, it's Frank Wycheck, probably less. Yep. But I'm going to pay the rest to Frank Wycheck himself to write on it, it was a forward pass. <laughs> <laughs> that ball went forward Are you and not about backward, it? and it ruined my childhood. Are you okay? They should have had a playoff win. They might have gone to the Super Bowl that year. They had one of the best defenses in the league. And it was ruined by a forward pass by Frank Wycheck. Are although, you okay? Although, it was would you... forward. Just watch it. It's obvious. So why would you want the jersey? <laughs> because it would be Frank Wycheck writing on it. It was a forward pass signed Frank Wycheck. Wouldn't you just want him to admit that rather than having the jersey to remind no, you of what no, happened? I would, this would be worth it. I'm, I'm certainly rich. I can do whatever I want. I just think Wade Phillips shouldn't have benched Doug Flutie the week before. So That's here's all. the deal. <laughs> Wade Phillips didn't want to bench Doug Flutie. The owner, the owner did. wanted him to. Because yeah. the owner was obsessed with Rob Johnson because they traded a first-round pick for Rob Johnson. Yeah. And they never, in, in Case Keenum-style fashion, they never believed that Doug Flutie was actually that good. And I, I remember Wade Phillips when he announced that Rob Johnson was going to be the starter, you could just kind of see it in Wade's face like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to do this. But but I'll give Rob Johnson credit for this. He was a horrific quarterback overall. But he led a game-winning drive. Yeah, he And did. so here's the mistake that Wade Phillips makes in that game. When they kick the field goal, there's 20 seconds left. And it was first down. They could have kneeled down, spiked the ball, and had one second or two seconds left kick the field goal game over they wouldn't have had to kick off but either way it would not have happened if it was not a forward pass <laughs> and the referees went into a booth and reviewed it but the camera angles weren't as good then as they are now and there was no way in tennessee they were coming out and saying no the greatest play in your franchise's history just didn't happen anyway so that is what i would do with four million dollars worth of memorabilia are you okay you got that off your chest now it's a forward pass. I mean, that's all there is to it. There's a forward pass.
Um, all right, let's uh, let's take a break here. And um, Gil Brandt of NFL.com and longtime around the NFL guy, he made a list of the top ten most talented teams that um, left out a certain intriguing squad. So we're going to discuss when we return if we agree with Gil Brandt's top ten most talented teams list. It is Purple Daily from CHS Field here with the St. Paul Saints for tickets as the sun is now coming out. SaintsBaseball.com. We'll be right back here on Purple Daily. Wes, underneath, sprawls, splits the defenders and gets in for the touchdown. All right, we are back here on Purple Daily from CHS Field. It is becoming a beautiful day here in St. Paul. And... Just about this field real quick. How awesome is this place? Oh, for oh, a minor fantastic. league ballpark, this is amazing. Just, I mean, the the view even sitting up here in the press box. St. Paul has, the, you know, a lot of the woodlands and trees and rolling type of hill things. And it's, it's just great. Like, this is, this is awesome. Minor league ballparks are my favorite. Um, so I teased this before the break. One of my favorite things about the NFL offseason is when people just try to find a list to make about pretty much anything because we've got a lot of time to kill. Sure. So it's, all right, who's making a list this week? And <laughs> let's mock it severely, as we did with uh, Chris Sims's pro football talk list, ranking Tom Brady as the ninth best quarterback. Are you serious? But anyway, so Gil Brandt, who is an OG, uh, wrote for NFL.com. What did we find out that he's 86? He years is old? 86 years old. Yes, Gil Brandt is uh, is an awesome guy, and has been around for a really long time. He wrote about the top 10 most talented teams in the NFL. Now, let me start with this: when you do most talented, I would always do it minus the quarterback, because the quarterback has so much to do with whether you succeed or not. And so little to do a lot of times with who the general manager is or how you've built your team or anything like that. It's just, do you have this guy or no? And that makes you automatically one of the most talented if you have a great quarterback. And if you don't, you could have a great team, but you're not going to win anyway. So I always think of this separate, the quarterback. That's not how he did it. Um, he does not include the Minnesota Vikings on this list. So let me run through it. Colts, Browns, just from 10, 10 to 1. Saints, Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, Rams, Bears, Cowboys, number two, and Philadelphia Eagles, number one. Um, Danny and Manny, are the Vikings getting um, shortchanged here? I don't know that the Vikings are getting shortchanged, but I do have a lot of issues with this list. I don't think that this list is uh, fairly accurate. Maybe the Vikings deserve to be somewhere in the, the 7 to 10 range. But I don't think Philadelphia is the most talented team in the league. I definitely don't think Dallas is the second most talented team in the league. It's I, I have some issues with this list, and maybe the Vikings should be on there. I don't necessarily feel super strongly about them being left out as, as strong as I feel about some other discrepancies in the list. I am not a huge fan of the Cowboys being number two on this list, let alone on this list to begin with. I know they've got some players on defense, but... You know, how good is Dak Prescott? How good, you know, Ezekiel can, is Ezekiel Elliott, is he going to, you know, stay at this level? I mean, he's been used a lot by the Cowboys over the last couple of years. Um, I, I know they've got Amari uh, Cooper and everything too, but I just don't know if that 
if those guys warrant them being number two on the list. The, the bigger issue I have is with the Eagles being number one. And I don't know if I, – I, I know from a talent standpoint at the wide receiver position, there's there's a lot there with, with Aguilar and – and uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and they brought Deshaun Jackson back, who I think is going to have a nice bounce back year. But do they really have enough? I know Fletcher Cox is fantastic, but do they really have a lot beyond him on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, particularly um, in their secondary. Well, Brandon Graham returns. So yeah, he's pretty good. That's good for them. But they lost Michael Bennett. Yep. So that's a that's a minus. I think that they are. One of the more talented teams on the offensive side still. You mentioned Deshaun Jackson coming back. They still have Lane Johnson. They still have Jason Kelsey. And if Jason Peters is healthy, that's a complete game changer. I I know they actually won the Super Bowl without him at left tackle. But in terms of how talented they are as a complete team, I, I think that's a big deal if Jason Peters can still play for them. And they do have one of the most talented offenses, especially with the fact they have Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Yep. So they could play two tight ends all the time, create mismatches and things like that. If Carson Wentz is healthy, they can have one of the best offenses. They still don't have a great secondary. Malcolm Jenkins is getting on the older side. They don't have a shutdown corner. Um, their linebackers are, are pretty weak. So, yeah, I mean, no team is ever going to be perfect. I think Philadelphia belongs on the list. But when you say you're not sure if they're number one, that makes it hard for me to figure out, okay, who is number who one? Who is number one? Because I don't mind the argument for Dallas. There's a ton of defense, uh, defensive talent there. The fact that they added Amari Cooper and if Ezekiel Elliott's still that good, I think that's probably the anti-Dak Prescott argument. This is why I always say separate the two. Sure. Because Prescott has done a ton of winning with mostly really talented teams. Now, I've been a Dak Prescott believer. I think that we ignore running stats for quarterbacks, and we need to stop doing that. Like, if we could put running stats into quarterback rating, we would view this stuff differently. Or if we put it into passing touchdowns, if we just gave it running touchdowns too and just said touchdowns, we would totally look at Dak Prescott differently because he has, over three years, 18 rushing touchdowns. So it's like, oh, he doesn't throw a ton of touchdowns. Well, add 18 to what he's done. Add six each year, and then all of a sudden, that moves him way up in, in the touchdown rankings. So I've been a believer in Dak Prescott, but I think that if you're kind of against signing him to a long-term deal, you would say it's because the reason he wins a lot is because of the team around him, which has been very good. The Bears become a very hard one for this, too, because is the quarterback really all that good? Yeah. I am having a tough time, though figuring out which team, which one of these teams I'm supposed to bump for the Minnesota Vikings. The only team I might say, and again, this goes back to I would take Andrew Luck 50 times over Kirk Cousins all day long, every day, so that puts the Colts ahead of the Vikings. But if it's non-quarterback, I think the Vikings roster is still quite a bit better than what Indianapolis has overall considering their defense sure. and, and the two weapons that they have. Indianapolis has some decent receivers. T.J. Yeldon is still really good. Not T.J. Yeldon. T.Y. Uh, Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. Whatever, same thing. Uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is still really good. Eric Ebron stepped up last year and was uh, a star. Their offensive line is great. I'm not sure I would put them over, but I don't know. Does, does that kind of shake you a little bit? I, I can't find a place where I say, oh, to kick this team out. Gil Brandt, what are you, crazy? Like, I don't know. If the Vikings aren't a top 10 most talented team in the NFL, that doesn't really give me a ton of confidence for Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, it's 
it is hard to find a spot to put them in because you do feel as if maybe all ten teams are deserving to be somewhere on the list. Just I I don't see the the order of the list the same way that Gilbrandt does, but it's hard to kick someone out for the Vikings. It, it really is. It's tough to make an argument that one of these teams isn't talented or doesn't belong. I can hear the, the anti-Dak Prescott argument as well, but it's not, are, okay, is that team still not as talented? I do think it becomes more interesting if you take the quarterback out of it, though, like you said. Are you a buyer in the Bears, Manny? Not really in terms of a team that could go to the Super Bowl. Not really. And it that just comes down to Mitch Trubisky for me. I think they have a championship-caliber defense. Um, but if Mitch Trubisky is not going to develop and, and get better, they just seem like a 10-6 team that can make the playoffs but not really go very far. You know the other team, too, if you take the quarterback out of the equation, the Saints are probably not as talented as the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. When you look at their defensive side of the ball, and, and and that's another one that's worth a conversation. I mentioned about Aaron Rodgers. Like, if he doesn't have a great year this year, I think we're going to look at it and say, you know, Rodgers is just kind of past his prime and maybe not as good as, as he was before, and especially if he continues to not be able to get along with anyone. That's that's going to be an issue as well. So I also think it's interesting in, in Gil Brandon's write-up here, if you have to put the special teams guys in terms of, like, the punter and the kicker, like, <laughs> Before the end of the paragraph, they probably don't belong in the top ten because that's what he's got for the Saints. He's got them like three or four lines from the bottom of that paragraph. He he talks about them as them being two factors that make this roster better. I'm sorry if that's where you're at. You're probably not the eighth best team. Yeah, I would pro- honestly, I would probably kick them out, even though they have Kamara and Thomas and a really good offensive line. You really have to separate this into offense and defense, who has the best offensive defense. But when you add it all together, this is the thing about the Kirk Cousins argument for this year and and next year to some extent of why it's all in is because even though there were a ton of excuses made for him last year about the offensive line, one point on that is he held on to the ball as long as any other quarterback Mm -hmm. in the league or longer. I mean, so he wasn't even doing the Sam Bradford get it out quick because your offensive line is bad. And... He had two of the top 20 wide receivers in the NFL playing on the same team, a tight end who is now one of the highest paid tight ends in average annual value, and a running back who, despite having no offensive line, still averaged 4.6 yards per carry and caught everything that they threw to him out of the backfield. The supporting cast on the offensive side of the ball for Kirk Cousins is pretty good. And then on the defense, we know it's great. So I guess if I were picking someone to kick out, if we're subtracting the quarterback, it's probably New Orleans. And it really, I think it says something about just what the national view is of Kirk Cousins right now, that last year there was a lot of talk of, well, you know, Washington is kind of a bus fire. Not wrong. Daniel Snyder is a fool, and they didn't treat him well, and they didn't do enough for him on defense or the running game, and yada, yada. And then he comes here, and it's nothing different. And I think that now everyone has gone back the other way and maybe to some extent even too far back the other way toward, uh, well, they can't win with Kirk Cousins and he's not, uh, and this isn't one of the most talented teams because of the quarterback position, they're just not that good. I, I think they probably, looking at it from that perspective, the fact that the Saints just don't have a ton of defensive talent outside of Marshawn Lattimore and Cameron Jordan, they probably belong on the list. But kind of fringy. And I don't know if I if I would have thought that. If you just told me, make a top ten list, I'm, I'm putting the Vikings on that list. Hey, someone sent me a, uh, a GIF of the forward pass. Look how forward this is. 
Look, look, look at this. <laughs> look, he throws the ball behind the line, and somehow it's a yard in front of the line when he catches it. Looks backwards, man. That's stop. That's a forward pass. Looks right, right down right. the line. Yeah, I, th- I think it was down the line. Man, you guys, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I, I, if you're good, you can hey, troll, if that didn't happen, you can troll we me wouldn't on anything. Have, if, Do not troll me on the forward pass. But caller, if that the didn't happen, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have had that great run for the Titans to go to that great Super Bowl they played with the Rams. I know, I know. And I know you're a big Steve McNair guy. I, know, I, am, I am too. I, I love am. big Steve McNair too. May he rest in peace. But you know, we wouldn't have had that nice run by the Titans. That doesn't help at all. That's a forward pass. Steve McNair would have been good at other times. I think it was considered a lateral. All right. I'll be handling the final segment by myself uh, when we return of Purple Daily because of these two. Um, So Jalen Ramsey has decided that he's not going to talk trash about quarterbacks this year. I want to discuss and maybe even have us talk some trash about quarterbacks. When we return, we are broadcasting from CHS Field, St. Paul Saints Stadium here in downtown St. Paul. If you are interested in tickets, now turning into a wonderful day. We've gone through all the emotions with the weather. Earlier it was dark, and then it started raining, and now... The sun has come out. It looks beautiful. SaintsBaseball.com is the place to go. We will return here on Score North. No, I'm not going to do this again. But, uh, we, do, uh, we do play some good quarterbacks this year, of course, but probably the quarterback I'm most excited about uh, is um, Nick Foles. Don't have to play against him, of course. Uh, he is my teammate. He's a great teammate. Uh, in the few interactions we've had, it's been great. Uh, great man, great player as well. Um, has nothing to prove to anybody. He's a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. So I hope he, you know, comes out here, plays free, uh, knows he has the support of everybody. That was Jalen Ramsey, a big change from last year in which he trash talked every quarterback except Kirk Cousins and a couple of other guys that he liked. But for the most part, he ripped on lots of different quarterbacks. I believe he called Josh Allen trash. He called a couple of other guys overrated. He said Ben Roethlisberger was only good because of Antonio Brown, which I kind of agree with at this point in Roethlisberger's <laughs> career. And uh, he was right. Kirk Cousins is really good on play action. Um, so it was interesting last year to read inside the mind of a cornerback but on adam schefter's podcast no more from jalen ramsey which is just that's just unfortunate i I feel like we hammer a guy that's honest like that so much that he doesn't want to do it again it's disappointing that he's not going to talk trash i enjoyed that about him i really did shame yeah i mean it's it's i used to like Watching Richard Sherman, when Richard Sherman would say things about guys, when yep. he went up to Tom Brady and did the you mad bro thing after they had beaten the Patriots at, uh, out in Seattle. I mean, I, I, I would not I like trash that talk Tom Brady. That's I would bad, not either, probably. That's a bad I mean, career it's, choice. But, but I, 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 like to, I like to see trash talk, especially in a sport like football. I mean, it's, that's part of what fuels these guys, right, is to have that confidence that you can, you know, shut somebody down. I mean, and... and being able to back that up, like guys like Richard Sherman were able to back it up. Guys like Jalen Ramsey were able to back up his play for the most part. So it's, it's kind of too bad he's taking a step back from that. So this made me think about, you know, bizarre, I'm not sure how I connected these things type of way, about a what if with the Vikings last year. Maybe it was because Jalen Ramsey didn't trash talk um, Kirk Cousins. But around that time, Kirk Cousins had just signed with the Vikings, and we had all kind of decided, all right, well, they're all in now with this move. And we forgot about all the other potential options that the Vikings had at that time. Now, 
Tyrod Taylor was on that list. I didn't want them to do that. I mean, I, I had covered a Tyrod Taylor season, and it was every bit as frustrating as a Kirk Cousins season, <laughs> but would have been cheaper, so maybe that would have worked out a little better last year because it wouldn't have cost as much. They both have a little bit of the same problem. Like, they hang in the pocket too long. They're not willing to take risks. They play a little bit slower than you want them to play, you know, and so forth. But Kirk Cousins clearly the better of the two. Anyway, that aside, so Taylor was an option. There were a few other guys who were out there. Maybe you could have traded for Ryan Tannehill. But the one that we never, ever talked about again that was on the table that could have been done and then we never discussed was Alex Smith. Now, Alex oh, yeah. Smith is... Uh, coming back from his injury. Now, more likely than not, Alex Smith is not going to play anywhere, anytime soon, and maybe never, ever again. But I couldn't help thinking of this when Jalen Ramsey was talking about quarterbacks or not talking about the quarterbacks, and then there's the headline about Alex Smith learning to run again. Yikes! Yeah, I mean, not great. What, what a ridiculously horrific injury. And I went back and I pulled up Alex Smith's career stats. Now keep in mind that Alex Smith was almost exclusively playing for teams that could win, that were in, in really good shape, win-now type of teams from the middle of his career on all the way through Kansas City. And career record win and loss-wise, 94-66-1 for Alex Smith. And if you look at the year before, 2018, go back to 2017, led the NFL in quarterback rating. And a guy who could run before and take off. And as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, how ridiculous is this with Kansas City? 50 and 26 Mm. with Kansas City. And also the perfect Mike Zimmer quarterback. Uh, Without looking at my computer, I want you guys to tell me the last year that Alex Smith threw double-digit interceptions. The last, the last season in which that happened to him, never. Okay, it has happened because he was okay. bad at the beginning of his career. Yeah, I want to say maybe the year, the year before Jim Harbaugh became the 49ers head coach. I would say 2010. It was 2010. He threw 10 picks. Okay, and never threw double-digit interceptions ever again in his career. If his career ends, he will have gone. From 2011 all the way through 2018, obviously only played 10 games, but through 2018 without ever throwing double-digit interceptions ever again. I mean, this is like the dream for Mike Zimmer to have a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, and we just never discussed the what if Smith doesn't get hurt, obviously, and I think they're probably in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I would think so, and... Well, wasn't he? Wasn't Alex Smith his last year in Kansas City? Wasn't he like one of the best-rated quarterbacks? At Number actually one, throwing down the field. Oh yeah, he actually like, yeah, he actually beyond got like contract ten yeah, yards or something. He knew he like was that. getting traded after that and trying to get a contract, so he threw the ball down the field, <laughs> which he had, which he never really did a whole lot of before no. that. But that year, his last year in Kansas City in 2017, he was the best in the NFL at actually throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, you you figure that. Coming in and and I, I you, it it is exciting to think about you know if the Vikings had went and got him traded for him instead of just signing Kirk Cousins last year if if that would have made a difference I think it probably would have. The biggest thing for me would have been getting rid of the ball. Like he's yeah. so good at just getting rid of the ball quick because Kansas City in some of the years that he won had no great wide receivers at all. Um, the, probably the reason he threw down the field a lot was because they had Tyreek Hill. Finally, right? yeah. So 
I mean, that was probably a big part of it. He never had a Thielen and Diggs. Was Dwayne Bowe there? Was that maybe too, uh, yeah. didn't quite match up with Dwayne nope. Bowe? Dwayne Bowe, he went to Cleveland in prior to 2015, I believe. So, yeah, he might, yeah, he would have had Dwayne Bowe yeah. for like two years. Mm-hmm. Is there any other great receiver that played before that? That was why he was always known for throwing all the touchdowns to the tight ends and running backs. It's like, yeah, because you don't have any good wide receivers. So to have Thielen and Diggs to get rid of the ball quickly, to be more athletic, to manage their lack of offensive line, I think that would have been the move. I, I think if we, depending on how this goes with Kirk Cousins, but also a guy who was a great teammate mm-hmm. and a good leader and a winner in a lot of different places with good teams. I, I mean, maybe with John DeFilippo would have never worked out. I don't know. That's that's tough to know. But but, but you're right though in that he is a Mike Zimmer type of quarterback absolutely. because he takes care of the football. He doesn't turn over. We would not have seen some of the boneheaded interceptions that we saw from Kirk Cousins last year in the New Orleans game and the game, uh, the Sunday night game at Chicago where Cousins threw two really bad picks. I don't think Alex Smith is a guy that throws interceptions like that. And he takes care of the football, and that's exactly the type of guy that Mike Zimmer wants. That's why he loved Teddy Bridgewater so much. And, and people seem to just really play for Alex Smith. And the way that he handled the Patrick Mahomes situation was better than – Roethlisberger handled them drafting like Mason Rudolph. Yeah, like did, yep. did you really think Mason Rudolph was picked to <laughs> displace you, man? Or Joe Flacco with any young quarterback yeah. that he's dealt with right. in Baltimore or now even in Denver? Right, right. And there's all the also the kind of the Alex Smith playoff myth. He's got a 97 career quarterback rating in the playoffs. Just happened to play really great teams most of the time in the postseason. So anyway, I I don't know. I I had never thought of that what if before just um, just today. So. Manny, Danny, great stuff. CHS Field, we've got Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up next. SaintsBaseball.com. It is turning into a beautiful evening. Thank you, Jonathan. Back in the studio. We'll catch you tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.